so Dave Kirk, who, as you know, is an empowered speaker, is going to be speaking for about 10 minutes, and then we're going to do some workshoppy type activities. Hi, so I'm, I'm Dave. I'm a union rep for Unite at uh, Empower, at least for the, the, t uh, the time being. Um, <laughs> we, um, I've been a uh, shop steward in uh, the office, offices up in Leeds, um, uh, for maybe about 10, 10 years now. Um, and I'm also kind of like involved on the, there's various committees within Unite. So I also involved in the um, some of the industrial committees and stuff. So that's the one where actually Drax and some of the people from Drax um, uh, reps from Drax are on, as well as other areas of the uh, energy uh, energy industry. I know that the this. Um, uh, this, uh, like the title of this says, uh, um, how to fight the fossil fuel industry. Uh, obviously, the fossil fuel industry, there's actually the, the extraction of fossil fuels and distribution side of it. I really am going to talk about the energy side, um, but I think some of what I say also goes for that side of it and also goes for transport uh, as well, or transport workers who obviously also... Um, Work in a high uh, carbon-intensive, uh, carbon-intensive industry, uh, and then hopefully I'm going to start off with a bit of the kind of just facts and figures intro type thing, uh, then a little bit of discussing the energy sector, and then what I hope we can maybe do as a workshop is um, I'll talk about what this document is, and we can talk hopefully about what would be so much better than this document um, and what we were the kind of things that we would want the unions unions to advance and um, and how we can think about uh, you know make it, making that happen okay so just quick sort of did it on the stat type thing um, uh, for reliance on fossil fuels so right in the energy sector there has actually been some progress um, over um, the last the last ten years, uh, so in Britain in 2019, 54% of electricity um, uh, electricity was generated by, um, including coming from abroad, was electricity generated by low carbon sources. Now, unfortunately, low carbon's a bit of um, uh, a um, dodgy. Um, uh, label because it does include biomass and uh, I think although biomass might not be fossil fuels in the in the way that it isn't so putting carbon into the uh, uh, carbon into the atmosphere but the vast majority but most of that is actually um, either nuclear or, or, or renewables uh, and then 43% is actually uh, fossil fuels the vast majority of which is gas, uh, na natural gas. Uh, I think coal was down to about 3% um, uh, in the last year. Uh, in 2010, 75% of our energy in this country came from fossil fuels. So there has been some shift. Um, but actually, it was a definite slowing in progress over the... Um, so 2019, there was only a 1% in... Uh, a 1 terra... 
terawatt. <laughs> but but it, it was a small increase in the amount of um, uh, low carbon as opposed to, to um, um, uh, which was a massive slowing of this growth. Uh, and, and there is actually some danger that maybe we can talk about a bit later that some of this is actually going to fall back uh, due to the way that the market works. Um, I do, uh, the, um, the energy sector makes up 23% of carbon emissions for the UK. Um, so it's not the biggest sector, that's 28% that comes from transport. But it's the second biggest um, sector, and it's obviously maybe one that's the easiest to transition. We have the technology here now, and with the uh, political will, democratic control, and um, you know, we, we can do that in a way that I think would maybe take a bit longer with some of the other sectors like transport and uh, uh, agriculture. Uh, on a global scale, though, um, 65% of global greenhouse emissions are from burning uh, fossil fuels. And 20, again, 25% of global greenhouse emissions are from the energy sector. Um, yeah, uh, again, um, this, uh, but, but there is um, the sort of situation, we'll talk about the situation specifically in Britain, just in, in terms of, because otherwise it's too big. Um, so our energy sector is fundamentally broken. Um, even forget the, the the environmental side of it, it is just a broken uh, a broken sector. Um, Thatcher major government didn't just uh, the Thatcher and then the major government didn't just privatise the energy uh, energy sector. Um, they took which is uh, what's you know actually an, um, if the if natural monopoly exists, this is like uh, one of the ultimate natural. Uh, natural mon uh, monopolies, and they divided it up into separate sectors to uh, to invent a kind of ersatz market um, uh, within within the energy system. So the gas coming out of your hob or, or the electricity coming out of your plug is an undifferentiated product. It comes from the grid. Um, it doesn't matter whether you're with a green supplier or you're with British Gas or whatever, it, it's the same electricity based on the same mix that comes from uh, comes from the grid. What are called energy suppliers, so I work for Empire and Energy Suppliers, we do not supply energy to you. Um, uh, the grid and the local distribution and the generators do that. What uh, energy supply companies do, they're brokers, mm -hmm. We're the people who bill you and um, chase you uh, chase you up when you can't pay. We're the people who turn off your off your uh, off people's power. Um, we don't actually do anything in terms of um, you know uh, get uh, you know particularly in terms of getting you um, uh, uh, getting you your power, um, which is done by. Uh, things like meter operators and, as I said, distribution and the rest of it. Um, the suppliers have been dominated um, by the what we called the big six, although that term soon going to be obsolete, um, uh, which developed out of the old nationalised electricity boards, and in one case, it, British Gas, uh, you know, came from came from the nationalised Br uh, British Gas. Most of those are part of. Multi, uh, multinational energy conglomerates, um, uh, 
But, um, uh, yeah, so that's the situation there. Now you've got some newer market entrants, including some of the green, uh, the green electricity side. I'll talk about that in a minute. But I'm just going to talk about the generation side. Uh, so a similar but much more worrying situation is true on the generation side. Um, generators sell their, their power to the grid um, on a market. So the National Grid is a private company, but it has responsibility for securing energy supply and transitioning us towards uh, a lower carbon future. But the only power it has is the power to buy energy. Um, it has to get the outcome of keeping a secure energy supply and a greener energy supply by, by uh, buying energy. So, for instance, there's a whole bunch of gas power stations that uh, are running open cycle, which basically means that they're on burning fuel, but they're not actually transmitting anything to the grid. And they're waiting until uh, energy reaches a peak price. You know, I don't know, the half-time during a Champions League match or, um, yeah, or it's a cold day or whatever. Um, then, they'll, then they'll switch on once the price goes above a, 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 a certain amount. Uh, several years ago, there was a major pinch point uh, caused by a mixture of weather, and I think it was a fire at um, Didcot. Um, and... There was suddenly like the the open site the power power stations um, owned by companies like RWE and Eon and EDF also and the big six um, demanded vast prices hundreds of times the like I think one of the was I heard something about they were paying like nine hundred percent more than the average energy price the national grid just to keep power on. In fact, they had to ring up various like hospitals and airports and things like that and ask them to put their um, uh, generators on um, just to try and reduce reduce demand. But the, the only thing they can do is basically pay, and that's nicely. Um, the, there's one exception which people may have heard of, which is Hinkley Point, which isn't built yet, but has been given a strike price by the... Um, by, by, by the government, which is a high price that they will get for their, this particular energy. Uh, right, so, um, yeah, so uh, just to go back to um, uh, the continuation of the crisis on, um, we've got a generation of nuclear power stations coming to the end of their lives in the next few years, 2022, 23-24. Um, and they're going to go off lines. There are no or very inadequate plans to replace uh, replace these. Um, uh, and in fact, to 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 balance the um, the network, we do need stable power sources. Um, they're able to vary the um, well. It's about varying the the oscillation of power, but it's it's to stabilise the network. Um, I think people saw national blackouts a couple of uh, a couple of years ago was not really to do with a pinch point in terms of supply, it was to do with this balancing. There is a real lack of investment or planning uh, in this, and uh, I was listening to people from the national grid and and from some of the nuclear power stations at a recent meeting were talking about they think that there is a good danger if it continues that uh, we might have rolling power power cuts in, 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 in that period. 
On the supplier side, which I work, work on, obviously people will have had years of poor service and high prices. Um, uh, there is now a price cap in place after the, the Tories put in after denouncing it as communist lunacy when Ed Miliband raised it. Um, many people are switching to new smaller suppliers, some of them green. Um, one of the major problems I think with that as a as a way of addressing this is that those those organisations um, one hardly any of them are unionised um, uh, compared to the big national uh, you know the old the big six they tend to have agreements that date back to the nationalised days and are, are organised a lot of the smaller ones uh, 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 smaller ones aren't um, there's also um, a fact that green capital is not going to save us. They're using the same energy. I mean, some of the green ones do sort of run on a social enterprise model or invest in energy, but the energy market means that whatever comes through your, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the energy mix is the energy mix that, um, uh, that you get. Um, there is a bit of a crisis for the big six now, partly of their own making, but we're seeing mergers and mass job losses. So job losses aren't to do with environmentalists shutting down, uh, shutting down these things. Job losses are already happening massively. E.ON has taken over Empower and uh, are, are merging it into E.ON and that's going to lead to 4,500 job losses, which uh, uh, includes miners. They shut most of Empower out, down. SSE has been taken, by, uh, taken over by a smaller um, energy company called OVO. OVO isn't unionized. I mean, I think the unions have now got an agreement that um, the new, uh, you know, when they take over, it won't just be the old SSE part that will be unionized. The rest of the, the company will be, but it, it is obviously a worry if that's the way it's going, sort of, ununi uh, you know, um, and you could get anti-union union employers as well, sort of trying to move out because there are problems, there's many issues with our terms and conditions and pay and the rest of it. But I could see a situation where some, there is a kind of um, a bigger offensive on workers within that, within that sector. Um, right, so I'll leave that there as the kind of introduction. Okay, thank you. And we can have maybe a, a little bit of a discussion uh, on that later on when we go through okay. stuff. I, I just wanted to, in terms of the workshop, um, there's a whole way I can talk about this and people, when we break up a little bit into groups, maybe be, people can, but about fighting, um, fighting for transition. Um, right, so this document that I hope people either have got a copy of or took pictures of, um, uh, so after months, uh, years in fact, of negotiation, the big four energy unions, uh, Unite, Unison, GMB, Prospect, um, uh, came up with a, a blueprint for uh, a blueprint for just transition for energy workers. Yeah. Um, and this is it. This is the entire of it. This isn't a summary. This is the um, the entire document. Um, so uh, yeah, um, so we can go through 
I, I, I think maybe um, uh, we, we can start with um, perhaps maybe trying to uh, rip this document apart a bit <laughs> because um, right, I'll just give a little bit of history in terms of so comrades from Workers' Liberty and other socialists uh, in the climate movement 10, 15 years ago, um, you know, during the climate camp uh, situation, we were talking a lot about workers-led just transition. And we used as our model stuff like the Lucas Plan in the 1970s. And this actually, loads of environmental activists and trade unionists took up that talk about just transition, the idea that we do transition to a low-carbon uh, uh, low carbon energy sector and the rest of it, we transition away from fossil fuels, but we do it in a way that is um, led by and um, uh, uh, led by and empowers the workers in that industry, and they play a key role in that. And it's also just in the sense that actually we get to better, better conditions for workers out of it as we transition towards um, low carbon. Like for years, the union, uh, the big unions tended to, the big unions in the energy sector, as John said, tended to be more about playing down any green, they might pass some green policy around the edges at policy conference, but fundamentally they, they didn't want to scare the horses in terms of recruiting energy workers. But then they came to the final re realization, I think, um, coming from below actually, that look, the transition is happening, um, we are going to have to do something about it and we need to have something to say about how we save jobs. So they've picked up on the word uh, on just transition, um, uh, but is, if you look on the back, I think, um, yeah, hopefully we have, um, uh, um, we can maybe talk about how the kind of just transition that we would want to see um, workers workers take up, and maybe um, and how that contrasts with the um, uh, with the few things that they've put on the back of this uh, back of this document. Um, uh, the other thing, just to um, just to uh, if you want to, um, I'll just tell you the uh, the euphemism, euphemism balanced energy policy. Um, when they say balanced energy policy, um, to some extent it means using various different sources, so it could be like wind, solar, nuclear, whatever, but in general that is a sop to uh, the idea that there would be some kind of continuation of soft fossil fuels, at least for the time being, or biomass or, or carbon capture. So yeah, if, um, yeah, that's, that, that's that's what that term tends to mean within whenever our industry. They don't talk about we need to keep fossil fuels, they talk about we need a balanced energy policy. Yeah. 